tuning in. It's a blessing to know that you are you are watching and that you are being impacted by the ministry of the word. Praise God. And I want to thank you as well for you know your partnership. You know you partner with us and cause this to be possible. And whatever contribution that you you contribute makes it possible to to continue to minister the word of God um, effectively. So, after last week's message, someone sent me a message. It was it was Jason. Um, after listening to the message and he was meditating on it, he then sent me a verse that stood out for him. I'd not seen. I think I'd spoken about the verse in in previous uh, teachings. But I did not look at it last week. But it, I think it was more relevant last week than probably then. Or maybe it was relevant in, in, in both teachings from the Amplified Version. Ecclesiastes chapter number 8, uh, 4 to 5. I'm just going to read that quickly. Um, you know, when he said that, when he sent me the sermon, you know, the verse, and says, you know, I was looking at this verse and it really ministered to me. I felt like, wow, it's appropriate, yeah. For the word of a king is authoritative and powerful. And who will say to him, what are you doing? Whoever keeps and observes a royal command, Vashti in this case, will experience neither trouble nor misery. For a wise heart will know the proper time, the understanding of the times, and appropriate procedure. For a wise heart will know the proper time and appropriate procedure. Not only does a wise man know or have an understanding of the times, but the sons of Issachar, they knew the times and they knew what Israel ought to do. So your action that is connected to your knowledge and understanding of the times is what translates wisdom. That is actually wisdom at work. It is the right you know, understanding of the times matched with the right procedure or the right action. If you understand times and you don't act according to the, your understanding of times, then the conclusion is you don't understand times. Okay? So I just thought you know, it, was, it was actually a very good scripture to, you know, to put in last week. So today, Ecclesiastes chapter number 2, verse 26. But our key scripture is obviously Esther chapter number 1, verse 13 to 14. Maybe let's start with Esther first. Uh, Esther chapter 1, verse 13 to 14. Where is it, by the way? All right. Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, Deuteronomy. Right. I found it. The devil is a liar. All right. <clears throat> verse 13 to, to verse 14. Since it was customary for the king to consult experts in matters of law and justice, he spoke with the wise men who understood the times. Okay? Maybe let's just focus on 13. Give me New King James Version, please. Then the king said to the wise men who understood the times, 
for this was the king's manner toward all who knew law and justice. Okay, it was the manner of the king towards those who knew law and justice. So, I want us to look today at the aspect of, number one, wisdom, how we get wisdom. And number two, we want to look at the aspect of law and justice. Okay? Um, law and justice. Those who knew the law and, and justice. Okay. So, departure point. Ecclesiastes chapter number two, verse 26. <clears throat> All right. Are we there? For the person who pleases him, God gives wisdom. You know, when Rhea was leading devotion, she was using my scriptures. <laughs> That's good staying together. You can just take the scriptures and another. just trying to give work for those guys that are 2 verse 26 for the person who pleases God or who pleases him God gives wisdom and knowledge so I'm just going to have to alright for the person who pleases him God gives wisdom so there is a person who is pleasing or who pleases God. So person number one is a person who pleases God. And the Bible says God gives wisdom, knowledge, and joy. But to the sinner. So on the other side there is one who pleases God and on the other side there is a there is a sinner. But to the sinner he gives his work. Of gathering and heaping up. That he may give to the one who pleases God. So eventually everything that is from here. Has to benefit the one who is here. Okay. That he may give to one who pleases God. This also is vanity and a striving after the wind and a feeding on it. Now, we're talking about wisdom here. So we are seeing that wisdom is not worked for. Wisdom is given. So the origin of wisdom is the law of the king. So wisdom's origin is the king. Wisdom does not originate from a person or from a, a person in the kingdom, no. Every form of wisdom that you see those in the kingdom showing, it has been given to them by the king. Okay? The, the university that gives you a degree in economics, they are the ones who have given you the knowledge of economics 
Now they say, now because we gave you. So when you are walking around with a degree in economics, a degree in, in finance and whatever, you are simply saying, I did not have this knowledge before I went to this place and they gave me knowledge. Are we clear? It was given to you. Okay? Well, you played a part, you had to read, you had to study, you had to do this, but those people provided everything you needed to study, to know, in order for you to come to a place where you say, now I have. So I want you to understand that these wise men in the kingdom of Ahasuerus, they were wise because they knew the law that was given to them by the king. Because the law in a kingdom is not a piece of you know, legislation that people sit down, vote on, agree on, and say, let's pass it. No. In a kingdom, the law is the word of the king. The word of the king is law. Even when you are called upon and you sit down and the king says, okay, fine, I need advice on A, B, C, D. When it goes out, it goes out as the word of the king. Not the word of the council. No, the word of the king, the position of the king. So now when you have the laws that have been given to you by the king, and you look into the laws given to you by the king, and then you have wisdom to interpret so where is the wisdom coming from? It is coming from what has already been given to you by the king. And you interpret the law using the mind set given to you by the king. Your mindset is not, does not fall from heaven. Your mindset is shaped by your surroundings, shaped by people that you interact with, it's shaped by so many factors. That's what shapes your mindset. So in a kingdom, everything in the kingdom speaks of the king. So the mindset of one in the kingdom is shaped by the king. Are you, are you following me? So it is given to those who please So on one side, there are those who please God. Which means a sinner does not please God. Because the opposite of pleasing God is sin. You with me? Now give me Hebrews chapter number 11 now. This sounds familiar, right? Hebrews chapter 11 verse number 6. Hebrews 11 verse number 6. All right. And without faith, it is impossible to please God. Without what? Faith. So now we know the pleasing of God here has nothing to do with your works. It has nothing to do with your intelligence. It has everything to do with faith. So on top here there is faith. Because without faith you cannot please God. So the opposite of faith is works. One who is trying to please God through their works. One who feels like if I am to get to God, 
I need to work hard. So the opposite of faith is works. It's not doubt. Because the moment you say the opposite of faith is doubt, you are simply saying the opposite of faith is works. Because our doubt is as a result of our inadequacy. Our doubt is as a result of our inability to meet the standard and to act right and to work right. So whenever you have got doubt, it simply means you have not made at that particular time God the object of your faith and his word the object of your faith. You have looked into yourself and you are seeing the things that you have done wrong and done well and done this and you know and as a result you begin to doubt yourself no one here doubts god no we all know god is powerful we all know he's big we all know he can do everything that he said he can do but the question will always be but i have not worked enough to end it okay are you following me so wisdom follows faith okay and without faith it is impossible to please God because anyone who comes to him must believe that he exists and that he rewards those who diligently seek him or earnestly seek him must believe that he exists you know the king james says he must believe that god is and he is the rewarder of them who diligently seek him praise god it's not saying diligently seek him it's saying he rewards those who diligently seek him and this is what you are believing first before you even come to him okay so what we saw is that wisdom is given to those who please God it's not worked for this is the point that I wanted to make today you cannot say I'm working for wisdom. Oh. Let me correct something that my wife, you know, I'm I'm free to correct my wife. If I correct any of you, you'll be angry. What my wife said when she was leading, you know, devotion, she says, Let's pray to God that God surrounds us with men of wisdom. No, it's not God's job to surround us with men of wisdom. We surround ourselves with men of wisdom. The problem of saying, let's pray to God so that God can surround us. You can, if we find you lacking the wisdom or not walking in the wisdom of God, your excuse will be, God has not yet surrounded me with men of wisdom. It is your duty to surround yourself with men of wisdom. It's not God's plan. I mean, it's not God's duty. It's not God's responsibility. God has already given you the wisdom to know wisdom. And you should be able to attract wisdom. If you see yourself attract, attracting foolishness all the time, then there is a problem. Right? 
you should be able to start attracting wisdom in your life. And how do you attract wisdom? By knowing those who please God. And how do you know those who please God? Those who don't depend on their works, but those who depend. People of faith who have put their trust in their faith. Because by understanding law and justice, you have invested time to know the mind of the king. Because knowing the law is knowing the mind of the king. Knowing the mind of the king more than anything else. Praise God. Are you still with me? First Corinthians chapter 1 verse 13. First Corinthians 1 30. It says, But of him you are in Christ Jesus, who became for us wisdom. Remember, wisdom is given those who please God. Those who have believed, not those who work. You have all the wisdom that you ever need in your life. You have it. So we are not going on a hunt for wisdom, no. You already have the wisdom that you need. The issue is not you praying for wisdom, but rather it is you growing in the wisdom. James then comes and says, if any man lacks wisdom, let him pray to God who gives liberally. Okay? If any man lacks wisdom, now I want to correct James and say, no man lacks wisdom if he is in Christ. Now, I'll, I'll. I'm correcting James, not because James is wrong, but my correction here is this. It is, if you check the book of James, James is speaking from a position of man. A carnal man, not from a position of a spiritual man. So as he is writing, show me your, 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 your works, I mean your, your faith, and I'll show you my works. You would think that James is contradicting himself. But no, there is no contradiction. But he is speaking to a man who believes because men who are carnal, a carnal person, always looks at things from a position of the flesh. But a spiritual man looks at things from a position of the spirit, which is the complete work that was done. So you lack nothing. So when the Bible says, ask and it will be given to you, it's simply saying, ask because everything was given to you. Okay. What gives you boldness to ask is a revelation it is present. If you come to me, you will not ask me for a private jet because you know I don't have a private jet. But the moment you come to me and you ask me for a private jet, you have had a revelation that there is a private jet, number one. Is that so? So when God says come and ask, it does not mean he has not given us. 
when you go to the shops and you buy your groceries you are buying your groceries for your children you put stuff in the fridge when the child comes and says mommy can i have it's because they know it is for us they know it it is in the fridge and now i can boldly come because some of them they come they, they actually go to the fridge first and from the fridge they come to you and they say can i have if you say i do not have they will point you because before they came they had an understanding it was already provided so if any man thinks any spiritual man if any man thinks he lacks wisdom let him ask of god but actually you don't lack it in your spirit you lack it in the natural in the physical because you have not grown to manifest what you already possess in your spirit the moment we conclude that there are other things that we do not have then it means the job was not complete if we agree that we lack other things we are simply saying christ often has to go to heaven every time we pray and bring to us the things that he left in heaven that he forgot to bring when he came into us so your problem is not the absence of wisdom because you already possess wisdom but you simply did not grow in the wisdom of god jesus grew in wisdom so departure point wisdom is given to those who please god and we please god not by our works because what is connected to works in that scripture is sinner's work what we work out of faith is not our work is the work of faith i know a lot of people they say when when, when grace people hear the word works they don't want works ah, works works are not bad if they are works of faith because they are coming from your faith they are not your works to try and earn righteousness there's a difference there's a difference between god working it is god who works I was listening to another sermon someone actually sent me a message sunday after church and says ah there's something that i i, I listened to that sort of disturbed me and said what is that it says uh, someone was saying that born again people there is a chance that a born again person can go to hell then i i had to patiently endure through the sermon <laughs> so i listened to the sermon i listened to the sermon and it's one of the most heretic sermons i've ever had the moment we begin to find born again people in hell that hell is now heaven maybe they saw a different tag okay let, let me let me let me let me just say something can i can i just say something quickly then i rush to something else 
talking about wisdom eh? wisdom comes from the king it does not come from you so when I'm saying wisdom comes from the king everything that we do is derived from what he has already said in his word so when I when you say pastor Dan is wise you are simply saying pastor Dan was given wisdom by God and he has chosen to walk in the wisdom God gave him so now when the Bible says Demas forsook me having loved this present world that was Paul speaking bring Mark now context is work serving its ministry that's context bring Mark so that Mark can help me I send this one there and this one but Demas forsook me or left me having loved this present world So one day I argued with someone and I said to them, look, your problem is you think living Paul is leaving Demas, is leaving God. The Bible does not say Demas left God. Paul does not say Demas left Jesus and went back. Paul simply said Demas left me, Paul. Now the problem comes now when we begin to preach as if when you leave Paul, you have left Jesus. Uh, do, do we read our Bibles? Demas left me. Which means Demas can be Alan. Right? I'll give you an example. Or let's say Masunda. He's the one who works out there. So, then I'm, I'm in ministry with, uh, with Masunda and we are doing a whole lot of work and, you know, he's traveling with me. Then Masunda feels like, you know what? Uh, Pastor, you see, the, the, you are always attacked. We are always we are always attacked because we'll be together. Remember the shipwreck. Remember the challenges that we face. You always one day you are in prison, the other day you are there. We don't even have enough supply. We look like we are poor, although we are making many rich. You know what? I quit ministry. I'm going to Mpumalang to work in the mine. I quit ministry, so I can say Masunda left me having loved the things of this world because he did not have his sight on the transformation of the people and he loved the nice Navara and he liked this one and he liked the nice car and he says well I can earn a better living outside ministry so I write a letter to the churches of Grace Chapter and I say bring Alan, because Lanton forsook me. He left me, having loved this present world. So when you see Masunda in Pumalanga, don't say Masunda left Jesus. Masunda left Den. Okay. We're just passing through. Do you know there is not enough evidence in the Bible, at least the one that I have. Right now I've got two of them. I've got King James here, I've got NIV, I've got two Bibles in one. I'm not even talking about the ones in my phone. According to the Bibles that I have, there is no proof in Scripture that you can lose your salvation. Unless if you are reading out of context. Remember, remember Paul? 
Paul says, I do not fight like one who is beating the air. So that after having finished, I will not be disqualified. After having told, I will not be. Now people are, are taking that and they are making it a salvation scripture. What is the context? The guy is talking about ministry. There are rewards that are there. I don't want to be disqualified from rewards. Having worked so hard to bring so many people. Now I'm disqualified. Because the Bible says our works are going to be tried with fire. You will get in but no reward for you. So I don't want to be disqualified from receiving a reward. Not disqualified from salvation. Because I have Jesus. Okay. But anyway. Let's just move. If you have time, you come and we argue. And again, you cannot use Judas because Judas was not born again. You can't use Judas. Was Judas born again? Was Judas spirit filled? Was Judas sealed? No. So you can't use Judas that Judas then left. Judas had an opportunity to repent which he did not take. What sent Judas to hell is not the fact that he denied and rejected Christ. No. Because Paul, I mean what? Peter did the same. He betrayed him. He had an opportunity to repent and he chose to die in his sin. Wisdom. Back again. So wisdom always comes from you see, there are certain things that make a lot of sense. But that is not wisdom. Because wisdom comes from the understanding. Let's go to James chapter 3, verse 13 to 17. So on this side here, the side of the sinner, there's also wisdom here. Are you there? Who is wise and understanding among you? Let them show it by their good life. By deeds done in the humility that comes from wisdom. See, humility is coming from what? Wisdom. And Christ became unto us what? Wisdom. So when I'm humble, I'm not humble because the humility is coming from me. But everything now comes from the wisdom. Okay? Let them show it by their good life, by deeds done in the humility that comes from wisdom. But if you have a bitter, bitter envy and selfish ambition in your hearts, do not boast about it or deny the truth. Such wisdom, say wisdom. It's also wisdom. All these things, it's wisdom. Such wisdom does not come down from heaven, but is earthly. So you can walk in bitterness and self-ambition and boast and deny truth and call it, it's actually wisdom. The wisdom of this world. The wisdom. There are people who are wise, but not wise. Have you ever met them? Smart guys. So Jesus comes and says, 
I thank you, Father, because you hid these things from the wise and revealed them to babies. The wise that he's talking about is the wise here, the wise according to the flesh, and revealed them to babes. Those who have chosen to make you their wisdom. So there are people, because good education can make you wise on earth. Just like a lot of wise quotes that I look at Facebook, on Facebook and I laugh sometimes. Very, it's, it's, it's wisdom, but it's earthly. A lot of it. Such wisdom does not come down from heaven, but is earthly, unspiritual, demonic. For where you have envy, self-ambition, selfish ambition, where you find disorder and all evil practice. Right? That, that's where this is actually there is wisdom there. But that wisdom is selfish and it's earthly and it's demonic. But the wisdom that comes from heaven is first of all pure, then peace-loving, considerate, submissive, full of mercy and good fruit, impartial and sincere. Now these guys have come and they've got the wisdom of the king and they, it's supposed to be impartial. What's going to be the verdict when Vashti is before them? Wisdom and the application of law and justice. They were not wrong. That's why we're going to go to verse 15 and verse 16, which says, under the law, there was no mediator. What Vashti legged is what we now possess in the New Testament. It was just an application of the law. A raw application of the law. Using the wisdom that is impartial. Look what you have done. These are the consequences. This is the law and this is justice. Pack your bags and go. Job done. Matter solved. But if we fast forward many years into the future, then you find a mediator standing. The Lord demands that you die. For the wages of sin is death. That's what Vashiti got. Vashiti got the wages of sin. And what is the wages of sin? What is death? Separation. Death is simply separation. In the day that you eat of this tree, you will surely die. He did not mean physical death. He meant separation. The separation between a person and God. Okay, God was never at any point separated from us. We, we separated ourselves from the Lord. Okay, so separation. So you find at the application of the law and justice, Vashti died. She was separated from the king, separated from the palace. You see, you see, when you walk in foolishness, separation. Okay? The good thing is when you are here, you will not be separated from the life of Christ. Okay? No. But you will be separated from a good deal 
if you don't walk in wisdom, you'll be separated from good relations when you lack wisdom. It's because we are not God. God sees the heart. We don't see the heart. We see what you do. That's why the Bible says in Matthew chapter number 5, verse 16, let your light shine before who? Not before God. God doesn't want your light. He is light. He knows your light. He is light. He doesn't want your light to shine before him. He wants your light to shine before men. He doesn't want you to be humble before him. He knows you're already humble before him. Be humble. He doesn't want you to serve him. Serve them. The priest, the Levite, they were going to serve him. And they neglected a Samaritan, wounded. Because their focus was God. And they did not realize God is already pleased with them. It's not, we don't have to live a life so long God is happy with me. As long as long God is able with me, I don't care what people think. No, you better care. Because, because this world is not full of God. It's full of us. If you get what I mean. Someone will go and say, ah, he says that God is not in this world. Then we'll say, context. Okay? What you like is context. Alright, so the law was given, applied, and it was applied in a just in a just way. Praise God. Hebrews chapter ten, verse twenty-eight. Or maybe let's let's start with Galatians chapter three, verse eleven and twelve. But that no one is justified by the law in the sight of God. But that no one is justified by the law in the sight of God is evident. For the just shall live by the just shall live by faith. Okay? Because without faith, I'm teaching another church every Sunday after this. And I'm, uh, I started a series with them on, um, on faith. And you see, faith, faith is one subject that has been complicated by preachers. It's, you wonder, every person is wondering whether I have enough faith, I don't have enough faith, and this and this. And they quote for us uh, Romans chapter 10, verse 17. Um, what does it say, by the way? Faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. Now, the faith that comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God is the faith that already came. Faith does not keep coming. Again, we go to the context of that scripture. That scripture is talking about salvation. How shall they hear without a preacher? How shall they preach if they have not been sent? Right? The context is salvation. Faith is this one. Not the faith for, for every other thing that you can think of. Right? Like, no, you need to improve and increase your faith. You need to increase your faith. 
you know you don't have enough faith for it that's why it's not happening no no it's wrong faith comes by hearing hearing by the word of God you have faith that's why you please God so your problem is not the presence of or the absence of faith but it's the presence of doubt that's why James chapter number one talks about let him ask in faith not doubting because the tendency is we doubt and we doubt because of many other things but we all believe we all have faith that's why we are all pleasing to God so you don't have a faith problem you cannot be having Christ and you still have a faith problem wisdom problem joy problem peace problem it was already given okay all right where were we yet the law is not of faith right check that you know the guys the wise guys they've brought the law the law is not of faith but the man who does them shall live by them right you live by the works of the the law if you do the works of the law you live by the works of the law now the question is what happens if you fail to do the works of the law you die because no one can do the works of the law what we all can do is just to believe because there is no one who can be justified when the law is presented Vashti had her points very valid had her reasons her wisdom that was earthly that was not coming from the king so it made sense to her if she had to get an attorney they were going to have a case and present their case using the wisdom of men that is not submissive that is self-seeking okay so next time when you call whatever you'll be saying wisdom ask yourself the source of that wisdom now let's go to hebrews chapter 10 verse 28 anyone who has rejected moses law dies without mercy on the testimony of two or three witnesses there were seven anyone who has rejected moses law dies without mercy actually there were more than seven the women the men king included all were witnesses of the disobedience of vashti and now the bible says you die without mercy you'll be separated without mercy under the law law is terrible people never played there it's deep because remember the law is holy <laughs> don't play there without mercy you die without mercy under the law Habakkuk chapter 3 verse 2 oh Lord I've heard your speech and was afraid oh Lord revive your work in the midst of the years in the midst of the years make it known 
in wrath remember mercy the king was angry and what did he bring law and justice but habakkuk says in your wrath please remember mercy remember mercy that's the only way we are able to survive remember mercy and what is mercy mercy is the finished work of the cross is the work of christ that is mercy that is the wisdom of god that was hidden the mystery that was hidden in times past and revealed now last scripture proverbs chapter 4 3 verse chapter 4 6 to 9 the scripture that my wife stole for the benefit of the church of course do not forsake wisdom and she will protect you vashti wisdom will protect you and how do you get wisdom faith in the christ faith in god not works not labor labor is what sinners do works is what religious men do but for us who are pleasing to god god gives us wisdom knowledge joy right do not forsake wisdom she will protect you love her and she will watch over you now we know that wisdom is now a person right and the beginning of wisdom or sorry the beginning of wisdom is this get wisdom this is the departure point for wisdom just get wisdom that's the beginning of wisdom to know that you need wisdom you are wise though it cost all you have though it cost though it cost though it cost a parable was shared by Jesus a man saw treasure in a field and he went and he sold all he had so that he can come and buy the field though it will cost you all you have get understanding actually because the things that you think you have you don't even have them if you don't have wisdom so the cost is not even the cost at the end of the day compared to what you are getting next verse please verse 8 esteem her and she will exalt you wisdom will exalt you embrace her and she will honor you she will set a garland of grace on your head a crown of grace on your head and present you with a crown of splendor this is what wisdom does wisdom promotes if vashti had walked in wisdom she was going to get promotion but she chose to operate on works pleasing the king by works not by faith is it for me i felt that it was very necessary to come back to this aspect of wisdom because this is where men rise and this is where men fall 
Yeah, it's, it's wisdom. Men rise, men fall. Wisdom. Remember, we are not talking about earthly wisdom. We are talking about spiritual wisdom. And Christ is that wisdom. And if you walk in him, you value his word, you value his law, okay? You value his law, and you value his justice, okay? How do you value his law and justice? By looking at the cross, because that's where everything was fulfilled. We cannot continue in something, okay, one last example, then, then we go home. So, Pastor Dumiso there, he goes to the bank, he gets a car, uh, we call it what? what? What card can you get if you to go to the bank today? Which one do you want? <coughs> Navara. Okay, you get a Navara from the bank, brand new, latest, and they say five years to pay. And every month, you're paying, you're paying, you're paying. Then after five years, all right, then you keep paying. And keep paying. And keep paying. And keep paying. Is that, is that how it works? After five years, what do you do? You fulfilled the obligation. Satisfied everything that was laid in the contract. Now you are released from the contract. So the Bible says Jesus did not come to abolish the law, but to fulfill the law. So you did not come and just say, you know what, I'm just, because I'm Jesus, I'm just taking this, you know, I'm, I'm canceling this contract. You know, it's three years down the line. I'm canceling this because I'm Jesus. Now I'm going. It was going to be cheating. And he was going to be, we we're going to call him all sorts of names. He was not going to be any different from the devil. Okay? So what Jesus came to do, he did not come to abolish, but to fulfill. So you still have a contract, right? But a contract that was fulfilled. So when you have got men who have got wisdom, they don't keep on paying. After five years, they are still paying. They are still paying. They are stressed. This month, I don't have enough. Yet you have got a contract, and the contract says you will be released from it after five years. So now, when we gather with men of wisdom, of which you are one of them and you are one of them and you are one of them and we are dealing with those who are in religion who sit down with them and wisdom we share wisdom with them and we tell them the law is good number one and we tell them that the law was not abolished number two and we tell them the good news it was fulfilled alright and because it was fulfilled we cannot keep on observing the contract that was fulfilled so when we look at the cross we see the law we see justice that was saved and we are released from the law why because we have a faithful mediator a man of wisdom who when he was called to judge our matter he presented the law here and he said justice demands that these people be separated because the wages of sin is death. So I will go to the cross. 
I will take upon them, upon myself, every sin in them. Praise God. This is good news. I will take upon myself every sin in them. And I will be separated so that they continue to be in the palace. Because, because they left the garden once. I cannot afford that they leave again. The tree of life was guarded once. The cherubims were there to, uh, to stop them from getting access and eat from the tree of life. But now I'm releasing them by becoming that so that they continue not to eat from the tree of life, no, but to be life themselves. Because out of you shall spring life. We're not eating from the tree of life. We ate from the tree of life. Now we have become life givers. Because the last Adam, unlike the, the, the first one who was a living soul, the last Adam has now become a life giving spirit. Not just living, a life giving. So imagine death sentence and you have got a life giving attorney, a life giving judge. He is there, he says, you deserve the death penalty. But because I am a life giving spirit, not a living soul, I am a life giving spirit. I give you what I have life. So the ministry of grace is a ministry to declare to people that God was reconciled to the world. Now be you reconciled to God. And we are breathing life. When we meet them, we breathe life. That's called the wisdom of God that we have received. Not the wisdom that demands that they die, but the wisdom that demands that they have life. Not the wisdom that says, if you are born again, you go to hell. No. But the wisdom that say to those who have got life, they don't make heaven at last. They make heaven at first. I wrote, I think it was on my Twitter account, that we make heaven by birth, not by death. By birth, not by death. You don't go to heaven when you die. You go to heaven when you are born again. Because we are seated together with Christ. In the heavenly places. It's birth that gets us into heaven. Not death. We are not waiting for, for us to die so that we have eternal life. We have life eternal. At the place of birth. You can't be qualified by death. Because in God there is no death. You are qualified by birth. Not by death. Not that when you die then we say now... We believe he is with, at home with the Lord uh, because he was born again. If you doubt me in this life, please don't speak nice things when I'm dead. If you doubt my salvation now, don't come to my grave and say he was good. Now he has gone home. You better tell, now he is home. He is home. We are tired of fake funerals, of liars. People who are sanitizing themselves because of death. If death, if my birth 
in Christ does not make me good. How, how come? My death. Because death was never God's plan. It has always been life, life, life. Can I finish off by saying, what if Matthew 24, something has nothing to do with the message. What if Matthew chapter 24 was already fulfilled? Do you know Matthew chapter 24? What if Matthew chapter 24 was already fulfilled? Which says, then the, there will be tribulation and trials and then, you know, that is catology verse later days to come. What, what, what if I tell you it was already fulfilled? There will be wars and rumors of wars. Then the end will come. My theology was corrected this week. Hebrews chapter 1 verse 1. In the last days he spoke to us through diverse ways, through our fathers. And, but in these last days he has spoken to us through the son. Do you know the last days? It's not these ones. It's their last days, not ours. That one needs five hours. It's not our last days. I'm done. Thank you. It's not our last days. It's, it's their last days. When they say in the last days there will be rumors of war, it's not our last days. It's their last days. Not us. Ah, in the last days, this is what is going to happen. In the last days, it's their last days, not our last days. Because Bible was written to a people who lived within a time context. So, ah, well, this one is not a Sunday message. This one is something else. Thank you. I trust that you are blessed.